Libra, 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 my name is Tracy. Gemini, my name is Marcy. Libra, Tracy. Gemini, Marcy. We're a Libra and a Gemini. We're a Libra and a Gemini. A Libra and a Gemini. Hey, we're a Libra and a Gemini. A Libra and a Gemini. Right, we're a Libra and a Gemini. A Libra and a Gemini. I am your Gemini Marcy, and this week we have a special guest. Ooh. We have our <laughs> close friend Gina B in the house. Hey, hey. hi everybody! So happy to be here, and we're happy to have yes, we you. Are. So, Gina, we want you to tell our loyal listeners and followers how do you know the two of us. I know you guys from many, many lives ago. No. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I think so, too. <laughs> we all met at Lovely Bloy. Sure. I was sent there mm. for six months only just to meet you two. So that's how we know each other. Okay. And then from there, we curated a relationship outside of there. And it's lasted, what, like seven years now? Yeah. 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 So we wanted to bring Gina on so she could add some of her stuff to the show because she is not only a friend to the show, but a close friend of both of ours. Yes. So welcome, Gina, and... Welcome, welcome. Let's... Oh, no. How was your week? Oh, this no. Past week? I almost <laughs> forgot to add. I was like, I didn't care. How was your week this last week, Trace? My week was good. I have decided to do a non-processed food and back going back to intermediate fasting so i'm going to do intermittent fasting what did i say intermediate you did (laughs) intermittent i said that last time too did i (laughs) intermittent fasting so i'm doing a double whammy so no processed foods i can't have i don't care if it's veggie cheese what i can't have none of that so i've done it before and i got a good result from it you feel so different inside when you do it however my stomach was nauseous for one week straight when I did that. And I was going to work every Mm -hmm. day feeling sick to my stomach. But it was because I was detoxing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't think I'm going to go through that type of detox again this time, though. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a little bit different because I don't eat a lot, a lot of processed foods. Mm -hmm. But still, my body is going to be like, "What, what are you doing? So I'm looking forward to that. So that's what I'm that's what I've you know, I'm going to be working on this, okay. you know, starting tomorrow. Okay, good, good, mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. And Gina, how has your week been? Oh, my week was uh, kind of anxiety-ish because it's, uh, this week coming up is my last week working for like 20 hey. years Woo-hoo. off and on. <laughs> so I am so excited and relieved, but... Of course, they had me training, my replacement, so that was just like, ugh, a lot. really? Do I really have to? Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's a good anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm embracing it. Mm-hmm. I'm letting it flow through. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about it so much as back in the days. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm pulling, pushing forward. Good. Well, I want to give a shout out to your hubby and my friend, George. 
Hi, George. Being able to provide a way for you to be yes. able to do this. Yes. That's yes. huge. That so is, shout out, George. That is awesome. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. You. All right, y'all. Let's get on with our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, the love vibration. Okay, you guys. Welcome to the love vibration. Anyway, today, the question is... Why is it so hard for people to be honest about how they feel, what they want to say, or what they want to do? I contribute it to they're afraid of the outcome of the other person or -hmm. the outcome of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when if we can just say what we want to say and be honest. And also, we've said this before. It's so in how you say it, too. It is. It is so in how you say it. So if you tell somebody that, you know, this is what's going on, this is the reason why I haven't been around lately, blah, 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 that's different than I haven't been around because did it, did it, did it, did You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a different attitude and vibration with that. So I, that's what I feel about that. So what do you guys think? Gina, how do you feel about this question and what, what is your take on it? Well, for me, I don't like confrontation. So if it's something that's bothering me of my other half and I do have to confront it, I do bottle it up. Mm. And then it ends up, what's the matter? It's like, you should know. Like, I already have the conversation in my head. What's the root of that? Like, why are you bottling it up? Are you afraid of his response? Yes. Are Are you afraid to give your honest response? Yes. She's like, both. Uh Yes. (laughs) But now that we have grown, Mm -hmm. it's different now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I am able to voice my opinion, voice this, voice what's going on with Mm -hmm. me, instead of just always, well, you should know. Right. But when you voice your opinion, is it, do you do it in a loving way, or do you do it in a, okay. I'm learning to now. You're learning to. Okay. Yes. That's good. That's good because I know when we do it in in such a short or curt way, yeah, it all it can cause an argument, and mm-hmm. that's where you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, I'm the exact opposite. I'm confrontational all day, <laughs> like, all day. <laughs> like I have no problem saying exactly how I feel and saying it to whomever. So I feel like with with people who are not able to do that. It's like what G said. Like, she's afraid of the response that she's going to get back mm-hmm. or maybe even hurting somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Whereas for a person like myself, my intent is not to hurt your feelings. So if you take it that way, that's on you. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you how I feel. Right. But I think it goes to what Gina said, and I think you said as well. A lot of people are afraid of the judgment they may get mm-hmm. based on saying how they actually feel because it may not be the popular choice. It may not be what everyone else is going with. So if you say it, you might be the um, the black sheep, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's needed in this world. Mm-hmm. It's so needed because you have so many things going on in this world where people don't say how they really feel. And then you got nonsense going on because you didn't say how you really felt. Exactly. You know, but then you have the admixture of that, the flip side of that, which is like I spoke to you guys about this. Um, listeners about me at work mm-hmm. and me speaking my um, piece and how I lost out on a job because I was so vocal. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. what's the middle ground? Right. Right. But see, that shouldn't, to me, that shouldn't have been 
I don't think somebody should lose out on a job because of how vocal they are. I think it's the management is, hmm, how do I say, I don't want to use that word. Like I was going to say the management is weaker in that area mm-hmm. in regards to dealing with people because mm-hmm. it shouldn't, you, you should be, it just shouldn't matter. I mean, I can see if they were being insubordinate. Right. You know what I mean? That's something totally different, but just voicing your opinion and how you feel that shouldn't cause you not to be able to get a job. I, I think it's all in how you say it. But what I've learned since that situation is that in corporate America, you can't always say what you feel because corporate America, you have to walk the line. Mm-hmm. And they tell you how you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's not Marcy saying how she's going to be. These are the corporate morals and values. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be like this. And if you're not right. in alignment with that, then you're out of pocket. So I'm I'm learning that even though I don't necessarily... I still feel like you can still be in alignment with the company's morals and values speaking your mind. I agree with that. And it's all in how you say it once again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you should be able to bring something to the table and not feel like you're going to get looked down upon because you brought it to the table. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, even like, okay. And I know, and I want to mention this because Gina has kids. Like with your kids, do you feel like your children have a hard time expressing like what they want or if they want to say something or anything like that um during a certain age yeah like my older boys now they just say they just say what they want to say but i'm seeing it in Cito now that he's 10 he's going to be going into middle school i can see he holds back and i'm like no what is it Mm -hmm. just say it you're fine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even with abby too and it to me i think also that can come from being shy as well Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I can say that about myself. I used to be super shy. I'm not as shy as I used to be, but in some situations, mm-hmm. I do get shy. What, what is that mm-hmm for? In some situations. Like if I was to call you with Shamar Moore standing right here. Oh, yeah. I, I would be shy as heck. Yeah. I would. We know. Because I would be like, oh, my God, my face would probably turn did red. Did you see what she just did? She shrugged her shoulders. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I had a moment, too, because I like Chad Morton. From, Who's Chad Morton? He's from the Detroit Lions, and he played for SC. And oh, okay. Back uh-huh. in the day, I'm like, Chad, you're so cute. And he looked up at me and did his little... SE sign, so I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so nowadays, our neighbor down the street played for SC. He played for the Chiefs, and he knows him. Oh wow! So he was like, I have him on the phone. You want to talk to him? Yeah, I ran away. I was like, what? <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. And oh, he's like, seriously. He said to call him up. He would like to talk to you. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> but, see, I'm not, but see, I don't know if I could not at all. It would just be probably like, hi. <laughs> see, again, that's that Libra energy because I was the opposite. I remember I was with a boyfriend and he knew Andre 3000, right? Oh, and I remember the story. Me, I remember the story. Knows I love Andre 3000. So when I got the introduction, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot the boyfriend was there and was here with 3,000 like so yeah and da 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 and having a conversation and when we left to go home he was like really? yeah what was that? and I was like what? and he was like really? and I was like I mean you know how I felt about it like, what did you think was gonna happen? Right. I left with you though but yeah 
So I get being shy. I guess I'm just different, huh? Well, no. I, I mean, it's just, it's, like I said, it's just certain people. Because I can, I've talked to so many different actors and actresses mm-hmm. just on a whim. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, boom, 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 boom. Like, nothing. But I think it's the people that I really like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God. Just because, oh, yeah. I know when I do meet this man, I, it. I don't even know how it's going to happen. Shamar. I do not know how it's going to happen. But if you're listening, Shamar. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I already know. And then, and then, here's the crazy part. If I'm with this one here, she's going to make it worse. And then he's going to. Absolutely. And he's 100. going to do more because of what I'm she said. I'm hyping it up. I can, al- I can already see it. I already yes. know what I'm going to say. I totally already I'm see so it. I'm so upset that I was not with Jamie a couple weeks ago when he was at the cornhole tournament. Cornhole. Oh my gosh. And I think he was there all weekend, right? Because yeah, I showed you pictures. Was. I was like, he was there all weekend. And mm-hmm. some of his SWAT people came there too because they have their own tournament sometimes too. That's, that's like, I know. I was like, wow. <laughs> I can't. I don't see it. But I hope you're listening, Shamar. <laughs> you're a fan and a friend to the show. <laughs> but back to but, your question, Tracy. But yeah, I just think that you know maybe we should before we want to say what we want to say, think about what we want to say. Because I remember there was a situation with with Marcy where I I wanted to tell her something and. Remember how I, I came to you? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm kind of hesitant to say it because, you know, I wasn't sure how she was going to take it. I mean, I knew she wasn't going to take it wrong or bad, but it was just I had to tell her so that she knew where I was coming from. And she was like, why in the heck did you? She goes, why do you think I'm going to get mad or feel a certain way yeah, about it? Like you know what I mean? She was entitled to feel how she felt. Um and she was right, actually. <laughs> you know, like if there was a friend of mine that she just didn't have like the highest regard for because their energy was a little bit off. And so mm-hmm. she didn't want to be around when that person was around. Right. And told me like, you know, I, I've, I've been wanting to tell you this, but I didn't know how to tell you like you just did. Right. You know, and yeah. I know the person's energy was off, too. So I couldn't do anything but respect it. Right. You know, so it's like, and and for me, I know me, like when I do want to express something or tell somebody something, I do take a few days to think about, okay, how am I going to say this? Mm -hmm. Or how should I say this? You know, so that I know that I'm coming in a loving way. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to come at somebody and be like, I don't want to come harsh at all. I don't like that girl. So I'm not coming. Right. I don't want to come like that because it's not, that's not, we are love. You know what I mean? And we should express it that way. And a lot of people just don't. They, they, there's a lot of people that have a lot of hate in their heart. But, you know, hopefully things will change to where that love will come into their heart. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, everybody love one another. I know that's far-fetched for some people, but I consistently put that out in the universe. And, and just so we're clear, she never said she didn't like the person. Right. I that, never said that, yeah. You never said that. She always said their energy mm-hmm. like i don't like their energy mm-hmm. so which is different than liking a person that's true um mm-hmm. so i was like you on point with that i don't blame you i don't even want to be around the person <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah so um is there anything else that anybody has to say in regards to that particular question I would just say to our listeners, if you are one of those people who care what others think, 
don't. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's you and only you alone. And a closed mouth don't get fed. And you know, on top of you saying that, especially when you're in a relationship, romantically relationship, it's like sometimes there's things that you, you need to tell this person so that your relationship can work better. But if you're holding back, it's not going to get better and you're going to let it fester yep. and then you're going to explode. Oh, yeah. And you don't want to Been explode. Like, <laughs> and it's there, like, but see, there's that judgment thing again and being afraid, like you were saying, like, you know, thinking like how they're going to respond to it. Yeah. But again, like with Marcy saying, like, don't even think about how they're going to respond to it. Think about you. You need to get this said and just think about saying it in a loving way right. and how you come at the person. You guys can go on a walk and talk about it. You guys can do it over dinner, have like a little sit down thing like, oh, I want to talk to you about something and just do something cute, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, it's all up to you. So um, I appreciate that question. Mm-hmm. And um, I bid you all love and light did you know the sky is blue because it reflects off the ocean the lioness is the hunter the sun is the largest star crystals form in earth dogs can smell cancer newborns don't share tears naps could save your life grapes light on fire in the microwave lobsters have clear blood potato chips cause the most weight gain did Did you you know? know Did you know on July 5th, 1975, Arthur Ashe defeats the heavily favored Jimmy Connors to become the first black man ever to win Wimbledon, the most coveted championship in tennis. Arthur Ashe began playing tennis as a boy in his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. After winning a tennis scholarship to UCLA, Ashe was taken under the wing of tennis star Pancho Gonzalez, who recognized the young player's potential. In 1968, Ash became the first black man to win the U.S. Open. Two years later, he captured the Australian Open for his second Grand Slam title. Over the next seven years, Ash won his share of tournaments, but no more majors. And frustrated, he set his sights on a victory at Wimbledon, one of the most celebrated championships in tennis. Arthur Ashe was 31 years old in 1975 and seemingly well past his prime. So his advancement to the 1975 Wimbledon finals came as somewhat of a surprise to the tennis establishment. While Ashe's best finishes at Wimbledon had been losses in the semifinals in 1968 and 1969, his opponent, the brash 22-year-old Jimmy Connors, was a defeating Wimbledon champion. In their three previous meetings, Connors had handled Ash easily. Though many thought he didn't have a chance, Ash formulated a game plan for the match. Hit nothing hard. He planned to serve strongly and give Connors nothing but junk, as Ash himself described it. Connors won the first game of the first set but then dropped the rest of the set in just 20 minutes, six to one. Although Connors won just one game off Ash, the second set, he took the third set, seven to five. His confidence restored, Connors strutted around the court while Ash closed his eyes between sets, concentrating on the moment at hand. Finally, with the shocked crowd cheering him on, Ash, finished Connors off in the fourth set, 
six to four. Did you know? Did you know? And now, Metaphysics with Marcy. Peace, peace, y'all. Welcome to this week's Metaphysics with Marcy. So, last week we talked about the signs of the zodiac, the history behind astrology, what elements they are, earth, air, fire, water, the symbols of each, um, mutable, cardinal, or fixed, Mm -hmm. and if they had a masculine or feminine energy. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take it a little bit deeper. And today we're going to talk about our moon signs, natal charts or your birth chart Mm -hmm. and some crystals that go with each sign. But before I get started, I want to give a shout out to my uncle Shelby. Hi, Uncle Shelby. Who's a Sagittarius. (laughs) And I'm sorry I didn't shout you out as a Sagittarius last week, but he's my Sagittarius that I would have mentioned in the show had I remembered that that's what his sign was. Mm. Um, Of all my uncles, he is probably, not probably, he is the one that I am the closest to. Mm. Um, He is more like an older brother. That was mean to say it like that. (laughs) That was mean to say it like that. I said an older brother. (laughs) She put emphasis on older. I meant like, you know, he's like a brother, but even though he's my dad's brother. But you know what I mean, Unc. You know what I mean. I love you, and I'm so glad you're a listener to the show. So shout out to you, Uncle Shelby. Oh my gosh. Okay, so today we're going to talk about our moon signs. So do you, are you guys familiar with what your moon signs are? Yes. What's yours, G? I'm a Libra. And what's yours, Trace? Leo. Okay. <laughs> so our moon sign is just like what our sun sign is. So if your sun sign is how other people see you, like, you know, how you want to live your life, your personality, mm-hmm. your moon sign is more about how you respond to what life throws your way. It's your emotional side. It sets the foundation of emotional stability. Okay. So another thing I have to say is last week I crucified the cancers. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, I am a cancer moon. So (laughs) I crucified myself. Can I say something? I'm Leo, right? Mm -hmm. And guess what my favorite animal is? A lion. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Okay, go ahead. So it all... (laughs) It all came back full circle to me. I am a cancer. So um, let's talk about it. So your sun sign is the position of the sun on the day you were born. And it's the same thing for the moon, wherever the moon was on the day you were born. So knowing your moon sign will help you learn a little bit about a little bit. Learning your moon sign will help you learn a little bit more about your life. In fact, I know people like yourself, Gina, mm-hmm. who identify, I see you more as a Libra than I would a Scorpio. A Scorpio yep. Like when you told me you were a Scorpio, I was like, really? Yes. I was, I was a little bit mm-hmm. shocked at that because it, she doesn't strike me as any attributes of a Scorpio. Wow. Well, back in high school. story. Yes. Um, are you a cusper? Like possibly on two signs? No. No? Okay, no. so it's interesting how... That is interesting. Yeah, like her sun sign to me isn't who she is. But it's not not that a Scorpio's bad, because it's not. But more you have more of the Libra traits to me than you do of the Scorpion. Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Scorpio traits, mm-hmm. the, the symbol is the Scorpion. So if you guys want to figure out your moon sign, 
there is a website you can go to. It's called cafeastrology.com, and it's all one link, cafeastrology.com. Once you get on there, type in in the search bar, what's my moon sign, or just moon sign, and it'll take you to a calculator. So you're going to need to know your date of birth, the time, and where you were born. If you don't know the time, it's okay. It'll still give you... Mm-hmm. Um, the, your your moon sign it's just a lot of times when you don't have the time it won't give you your ascendant sign which is like your rising sign um but that's okay we just need to know what your moon sign is and and it's good for you to know what your moon sign is too because it'll help you understand why you make some of the decisions you make and why you are the way you are mm-hmm. you know like it helps me when i like i said when i was like oh yeah i'm a cancer moon it helped me understand that why i'm so emotional about some things not everything. So let's get into these moon signs. So if your moon sign is Aries, I'm going to go through all of them. I'm not going to read the full description because we'll be here all day. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give you a few of them. And then mm-hmm. we're going to get into the different houses and what they represent. Because I know you guys have heard of astrological houses. Mm-hmm. And so as I start explaining stuff, I'm going to try to speak to you guys as simple as possible because astrology can get a little bit convoluted and it can get confusing just straight up. So if your moon sign is Aries, you feel more fulfilled when you're in an environment that allows you to speak up about your feelings. You have an emotional need to be first, whether it's getting the new iPhone or climbing the corporate ladder and you're easily inspired and can jump into things before you realize it, if it's what you really want. So I would say that I don't know any, really any of my friends, Aries moons, but I, what I am noticing is a lot of the attributes of the sun sign is the same as the moon. My daughter's an Aries and the corporate ladder, definitely her. Mm. So ambitious, wanting to get to the top and I got to do it now, 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 now. So um, moon sign, do you guys know anybody, anybody's moon signs? Mm. No. No? no. It, it'd be interesting. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what the kids are. I know. Yeah. I didn't see it over Aries. Oh, okay, and does that kind of like sound yes. like them? See, yeah, I think the sun and the moon sign kind of go hand in hand. It's just one's your outer personality and one is your emotional mm. personality. So your moon sign in Taurus, your love language comes in the form of gifts and you want to be comfortable in life. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it might make you stay in a bad relationship longer because of what this person was giving yep. you. And that's not what you really want. Um, <laughs> you don't really want to do that. Um, also, a moon sign in Taurus, you're going to be stubborn, which is also a sign of the bull, the sun sign. Yes. Like, you're very stubborn. Like, this is what I want to do, and what you mm-hmm. or you say is not going to sway me. Right. And it comes that way with your emotions. Like, you're very rigid, which is why it's a fixed sign mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So... As I'm talking to you guys, I'm realizing I don't know if I explained the moon sign and how, or did I say the sign of the position of the moon is the same as how the sun was? Yeah, you mentioned that okay. when we were born, Yeah, depending on the p- position of the moon. Yeah. Right. So, a moon in Gemini. So, lunar Geminis, meaning your moon sign, they're usually pleasant, witty, and charming people. Again, same with the sun sign. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, they can be stuff. moody and yes, I said it. They can be moody and irritable at times. You see what I'm saying? The sun sign. I am moody and irritable at times. <laughs> Tracy will tell you. She'll be like, okay. 
<laughs> Talk to you later. Like I could just say three words and she'll just know just based on how I said it. Let me leave her alone for the day. And I don't hear from Tracy till maybe nine o'clock at night. And it'll be a text at that. Just testing the water. <laughs> um, uh, lunar Geminis often take on the role of organizing get togethers. They are their best when they have plenty of things to do beyond their routine. Moon and Gemini people almost always have a way with words. They are clever and witty and more often than not can be found chatting with others. I'm telling you, this is the sun. It's it's, it's very parallel to the sun sign. Mm. Okay. Moon and Cancer. Yours truly. These people are perfect. End of sentence. Here we okay. go. So now, Moon and Leo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is the most subjective position of the moon. The moon is at home in the sign of cancer, as the moon is a natural ruler of this of this sign. Moon and cancer natives have a large potential to be able to get in touch with their feelings and moods of others. That's true. I'm very empathic, um, which is why I tend to stay off to myself. Mm. It says um, they cling to things their home, and the people that they care for. They seek out security and familiarity in all they do. They look for peace and quiet. That is all me. These peace-loving souls dislike superficiality in all its forms, and they are devoted and accommodating. And it also says, because of their strong attachment to and memory of the past, others may complain that a moon in cancer tends to whip a dead horse. Meaning when you may dwell on a hurt long after everyone's moved on. Mm -hmm. And I for sure do that. Mm -hmm. I for sure 100% I can agree to that. Yeah. One of the most delightful characteristics. This is not Marcy saying this. This is cafe astrology. Um, Delightful. Is their loony sense of humor. These people can be extraordinarily funny. Their moodiness can baffle others. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but their unique outlook on life is something most people can appreciate. Mm-hmm. These people are wonderfully dependable overall, despite their occasional mood swings. Make a friend of moon and cancer and you'll be taken care of for life. Pause. Anybody that knows me as a friend, would you agree or disagree? I would agree. I agree. You always have people's backs that 100. you care about. That mm-hmm. I care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you done did some shady stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point like Tracy. Cut, as she would say. Mm, Cut. Cut. There there it is. I can't say it like her. She just said it. (laughs) Okay. Moon and Leo. This is... um, Okay. Did did you want... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ruben, and he's a Cancer. But he's on the cusp of Leo and Cancer. Okay, so he's got all attributes of both. Yes. So he's a strong personality. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> so Moon and Leo, depending on other positions in the chart, Moon and Leo people are not necessarily outgoing all the time. When they feel comfortable, they do like being the center of attention, but that is not their normal behavior. That being in the spotlight means being in the comfort of their own homes and with family and friends. That is when they are most the light in the center of attention. I would agree with that. I would too. I would agree with that. <laughs> I would totally agree with that. Yeah, they enjoy entertaining others and often take on the role of comic. Lunar <laughs> Leos often feel a need to organize their family and friends. They have an inner mission to set things right and generally like to oversee the goings on in their little circle. 
This is a rather creative position of the moon. At the very least, moon and Leo people want to create and entertain. Generally, though, they have a deep need to treat others fairly and justly. Lunar Leos, here goes Tracy. <laughs> Lunar Leos re- require lots of love and care. They give what they, excuse me, I'm tongue twisted. They give what they get. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Meaning like if somebody is taking care of you well, you're going to go. It, it says, and then more. Sorry, I missed that part. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's taking care of you well, mm-hmm. you're going to go above what they do mm-hmm. and give more mm-hmm. than that. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. When their pride has been hurt, <laughs> it's easy for them to cut off a relationship <laughs> and keep moving. <laughs> I can't make this up. I can't make this up. <laughs> Generally, it is easy to reason with the lunar lying. Appealing to their well-developed sense of fairness usually works well. Would you say that is you? I, I would say that is me. <laughs> wow. That wow. is too funny. That was great. That was great. Okay, next we have a moon in Virgo. So lunar Virgos find security in the little things in life. They feel most content when they've straightened out all the details of everyday life. They're at their best when they feel used, useful and needed. Not you. Nobody was you. If somebody needs help, they are generally the first to jump up and take on the task. Mm. These people express their affection for people they care about in little but practical ways. They can be a little stiff when it comes to open, gushy displays of affection. Lunar Virgos are often shy with new people. However, when they are comfortable, they are anything but shy. They aim for a simple existence and are often quite content with very little. Pause right there. So again, how I said that the sun sign and the moon signs kind of are going together. Mm. My girl Paulette, I'm going to mention you again, Pete, because she is the best. And that right there, that sentence I read, Mm -hmm. they aim for a simple existence and are quite often content with very little. That's Paulette. And I can I can contest to that because of how when I got to know her yeah and talking to her and stuff I learned that about her she had remodeled her house right she was going mm-hmm. through um, I, I guess I would say she was coming out as a butterfly so she was in her cocoon and she and while she was in her cocoon she was remodeling her house now where her house is located in the town we lived in it's like right in the center of town mm-hmm. you go on her backyard she's got this awesome pool there's mountains there's everything this woman had her house empty. Beautiful remodeling of every single room. Her house was empty except for her bedroom. Oh, except oh. for her bedroom because that's how simple. Like she, she, and she would be like, "What do I need furniture for?" Like I'm in my room most of the time. Like mm-hmm. I have everything I need in my room, and I understood where she was coming from. Mm-hmm. Redid her house. When I tell you, beautiful, every single room, the floors, mm-hmm. the cabinets, the counter, everything. Right, empty, and she was. Content. Wow. Content. So shout out, P. Thank you for being a part of my life. Yeah, so, she's, a, she's an awesome lady. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. So let's move on to our moon in Libra, people. Hi. <laughs> G-Money over here. G-J. Moon in Libra, people, have a strong need for partnership. Without mm. someone to share their lives with, they feel utterly incomplete. Oh, George. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> this is why many people with this position get involved in marriages or living together arrangements quite young. Pause. Quite young. Yep. How long have you been with George? 
It's going to be 25 years. Wow. wow. And how old were you guys when you guys connected? 16. Uh-huh. So, yeah. <laughs> and he, it was so funny because the other day, sidebar, he messaged me on Instagram. I was playing music. <laughs> yes. And he was like, this reminds me of when me and Gina got together. And I forget what, I think it was Jodeci. Jodeci. Yeah. Oh, how <laughs> funny. Jodeci Phoenix. And I was like, yeah. oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, lunar, lunar Libras. They are sympathetic and concerned for others. They enjoy socializing and revel in a good debate. Lunar Librans feel safe and secured when they are in a partnership. These are the people who seem to always need to have someone tag along with them wherever they govern it is, even if it is to the corner store. Yes. So like, okay, if you're out with your girls, are you like, come with me to the bathroom? Yes. You're one of those people. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, a a day alone, I'm like, wow, I get to be alone. Yes. And the next thing you know, I'm sitting in my car like, oh, who could come with me today? (laughs) (laughs) Who can I call? Who can I call? call? Yes. That's oh me. man, lunar Libra's idealist, idealistic outlook and constant striving for the best, most harmonious lifestyle can lead to much discontent for what they have is already in front of them. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. I can I can agree with that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm sitting here like these moon signs. I know they they talking out. stuff today. They talking yeah. stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. When Moon and Libra natives argue with their long-standing partners, they rarely will say what they feel inside. Isn't that what you just said? Yes. They will let their partner win. Yes, because I don't want confrontation. Wow. See there? See there? Yeah. I'm definitely not uh, Moon and Libra. Well, okay, but that's pretty much all it says about that. I'm sitting here staring at it like, wow. (laughs) Okay, Moon and Scorpio. While others may find security and comfort in material things, Moon and Scorpio people seek out emotional intensity. No matter what, there's something very intense about lunar Scorpios. Mm -hmm. They are diggers when it comes to the world of emotion. They can see beyond facades and cut right to the core of a person. This ability to see... What isn't obvious to the rest of the world can be intimidating to others or wildly attractive, depending on who your audience is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would love to have a person around me, me that could too. basically see like that person that you brought over mm-hmm. here today. That's not mm-hmm. for you, or she's mm-hmm. not for you. He's not for you, Derek. Mm-hmm. He's like that. My Derek is sun rising Libra. I knew he was a freaking moon Scorpio. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, you guys are reversed. Yes. Mm. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that is. Yes. That's interesting. But that's him. Yeah, Moon and Scorpio natives seek out intense experiences. If their lives are regular in any way, there can be an unconscious need to test their own strength and stir up emotional excitement. Self-awareness and acceptance is probably the best way to handle this deep need for emotional drama. Moon and Scorpio people have a strong fear of betrayal. They seek out commitment and feel the need for a partner to give up something for them. Some will put the people they love through a series of tests, and these are, are not always conscious. Many lunar scorpions are intelligent and astute. Those that use their, they use their enormous powers for intimacy and honesty, and that's when they're their happiest. They make the most interesting and rewarding friends and lovers. We won't talk about lovers where Derek's concerned. Right. He's, <laughs> he's still a baby. He does have a girlfriend. He does? Yeah. Is he going to want you saying that? I don't care. <laughs> we both like to I'm not like, like. But she lives all the way out in Alhambra. We took him. Driving all the way out there Shut to the mall up. so he could go actually meet her in person. 
Oh, yeah, that, is that so was cute. cute. It was cute. Did you did you guys get to meet her? Or? Yes, yeah, she's, she's really a nice cute. Girl. Yes, oh, and she loves good. crystals. Oh, she does. She does. He's like, well, she's just like you. She likes you because you like your rocks. I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you like your rocks. Yeah. Oh, that's so that cute. is really cute. It really is. Um, moving on to Moon and Sagittarius. More than anything, lunar Sagittarians have a need for personal freedom and space. They are extraordinarily happy and easygoing folk as long as they don't feel caged in or cooped up. Lunar Sagittarians have a simultaneous need for activity, meeting new people, going out in the world, and travel are all important to their sense of well-being. They love open spaces and in their homes, a roomy and bright environment. There's mm. a bit of a teacher in the moon and Sagittarius personality. Mm. And definitely a helpful spirit. They easily forget appointments and the like, and some are even considered irresponsible. However, it is hard to stay angry at a lunar Sagittarian. They are extraordinarily cheerful and upbeat, and their optimism is catchy. Okay, Mm. I can deal with them. (laughs) Moon and Capricorn. So, Moon and Capricorn people, they relish in being useful and productive. Because they generally keep their emotions under check, Moon and Capricorn people come across as competent people. However, turbulent their emotions may be under the surface, Lunar Capricorns keep cool-headed and come across as steady and reliable people. The position of the Moon suggests a desire for clear boundaries and realistic goals. They don't take many risks in life. Lunar Capricorns look for safety and security in most everything that they do. Most of them respect authority and tradition, and many are planning well ahead of the rest of us. Cool, calm, and collected. These are the words that sum up the moon and Capricorn natives well. Messy emotions and quote-unquote leaky souls are a bit frightening for most with the position of the moon. Truth is, they can have plenty of mood swings and some dark emotions now and again. Lunar Capricorns are quite hard on themselves and would benefit from letting their guard down once in a while. Mm. I don't know any lunar, but I don't really know anybody's moon signs, to be honest. Moon and Aquarius. Moon and Aquarius people are extremely observant. They are lifetime students of human nature, loving to analyze why people do what they do. Pause. I'm going to say the sun sign Aquarians do that, too. My Mm. mom can figure out a person from one sentence. And we'll tell you, like, I, she said that to you because blah, 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 blah. And it goes back to her childhood. She probably was blah, blah, blah. And mm. I'll be like, <laughs> and then come to find out what she said was accurate. Mm. What she said was accurate. Moon and Aquarius people often grow up feeling different. Although rather sociable, they are often loners at heart. Many have strong egos or at least powerful defense mechanism. And most lunar Aquarians will do their best to be the most unique and unusual person they can be. Although (laughs) they do like to have temper tantrums, Moon and Aquarius people often grow up feeling that messy emotions are unappealing. They often pride themselves for being cool-headed, detached, and above what they consider the basic emotions. In the process, they can end up alienating themselves from others. And although Lunar Aquarians can be especially adept at understanding others' behavior and motivations, they can lose touch with their own simply because they have identified too strongly with what they aspire to be. I can I can dig that. So they're too focused on what they could be instead of what they are right now. Mm. Mm. Okay. And then we have, lastly, the moon in Pisces. Lunar Pisceans are known to be dreamy and not always in touch with reality, just like the sun sign. 
The sun sign Pisces is a dreamer. Not that being a dreamer is a bad thing, but a lot of times they will let their dreams become mm-hmm. their reality mm-hmm. instead of being right here in the moment. Mm-hmm. However, though, these people may not always show real-world savvy in a day-to-day practical affairs. They make up for this with remarkable intuition, and I have noticed that about Pisces, mm. both sun and moon. They're very intuitive. They can put themselves in anybody's shoes with extreme ease. On the plus side, this endows them with remarkable compassion and love. The downside, though, is this apparent ability to break down boundaries is that these people can easily lose themselves in the suffering of others. So because they're also empathic, they will literally take on your energy and it will drown them to their detriment. Like they, you know... It's too much. Their sense of humor is delightfully silly and a bit odd. These are perceptive souls who seem to be in touch with all the nuances and subtleties of human nature. Often this comes through in a strong sense of humor that is more of the receptive kind than the type of sense of humor that would make people like the life of the party. Generally considered soft-hearted and sweet, lunar Pisceans care about others and are easily touched by human suffering. So... Yeah, I don't know that I know. I mean, I haven't really done anybody's chart to know what their moon sign is. Because typically you're supposed to ask somebody if you can do their mm-hmm. chart to figure it out. But mm-hmm. I'd be interested to know the people close to me what their moon signs are. So that's just a, a nutshell. So now I'm going to get into this natal chart. You guys know what a natal chart is or a birth chart? I mean, I've heard of it. Same. Yeah. Okay. So... A natal chart or a astrological birth chart, you might hear them known as both, can be viewed as a roadmap provided by the creator. This roadmap provides individualized guidance through life's changes and challenges, the sharp turns, steep climbs, and some plateaus that we all go through in our lives. So to understand your birth chart, it's important to grasp the meaning of the five basic factors, the planets, signs, houses, cycles, and aspects. You did. You did this for us a while back. When we were in group. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably didn't know what the heck it meant, huh? Not really. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of dots in one. My, for my piece of pie, it was like a bunch of dots in like mm-hmm. one house. Mm-hmm. It's actually really interesting because, and then, I mean, like I said, you guys, this part of what I'm going to talk about today, while we're delving deeper, it could get a little confusing. So I'm going to ask both of you, if you're like, Marcy, what the heck are you talking about? Like, stop me. The way I wrote it out, I'm hoping that the way I can communicate it mm-hmm. is able to be understood. So the planets, let's talk about that first. The planets represent very various facets of our personality, okay? So... The sun is the symbol of our identity. Like I said, how people outwardly see you. Mm-hmm. Our conscious sense of self, the quality of our self-expression and our self-emanation. The moon, as we just said, represents our feelings, moods, our needs, and our emotional life. Mercury signifies our speech, thinking, verbal, cognitive, and communication skills. Venus signifies the expression of love, affection, our social style, and way of relating with others. Mars symbolizes self-assertion, instincts, drive, and vitality. Mars signifies how we express anger, desires, and sexual drives. Sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars are called the personal planets. Okay? Jupiter and Saturn are the social planets. Jupiter represents our capacity for planning and aspiration. Saturn represents the urge to stabilize our lives through through focused, sustained effort. So... The best way I could tell you, let me finish. 
Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are called the transpersonal planets. These planets disrupt and transform the structures developed by Saturn. Uranus, people like to say Uranus. 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 Impacts our lives through rebellion, <laughs> defiance, unconventional behavior, scientific pursuits, and becoming excited about discoveries and innovations. Neptune awakens us to subtle, etheric, non-material realms, and Pluto transforms through catharsis, detoxification, purging, and letting go. So, what does all that mean? So the day we were born, the same way how you have a sun in your house, you have a moon in your house, there is a ruling planet for each house when you were born. Mm. The day you were born down to the minute. Each planet is placed in that zodiac sign, okay? Which shows the quality of energy with how it puts, how do I say this? The quality of energy it puts on you the day you were born. So I just went through the attributes of each planet. Mm -hmm. So depending on what planet was in your house the day you were born, you're gonna have those attributes of that planet. I'll use me, for example. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Mercury is the planet of communication, right? I really feel like I am a great communicator. Yes, you are. I know how to put words together. I know I sound <laughs> cocky as hell, but that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm really like, I really know I know how to write. I know yeah, I know. Yeah, you actually do. You're very good with words. Yes. Thank you. That's all I'm trying to say. And I appreciate the cosign. That's all I'm saying. But I attribute it, I truly attribute it to Mercury being my ruling planet. Truly. So when it's in retrograde, you be crazy, huh? Super crazy. <laughs> Super, I am the craziest one when it's in retrograde. You can't even get the words out right. You don't know. <laughs> Super crazy. Super crazy. Okay. So a lot of people ask me all the time. So how does, like what I just said, how does Mercury get the attributes of communication? Like where does that come from? How does that fit in? Like who said Mercury rules communication. Where does that come from? Mm. Do you guys have any idea? Uh, no. No. Ew. <laughs> like that. Okay. So I'm going to ask you all to imagine this. Imagine, close your eyes. Imagine <laughs> a formless, vast ocean of potentialities in which no distinct entities exist. Just a condition of expansiveness, emptiness, and nothingness. This is the evolutionary phase called Pisces. It's an oceanic condition that's shrouded in mist, uncertainty, and peace. So it's just a vast emptiness. It's the state that precedes creation. Then a distinct individual form or organisms begin to crystallize and it seeks to become autonomous and to distinguish itself from the collective the undifferentiated ocean of potentiality symbolized by Pisces. So consider the first zodiac sign in Western astrology, Aries represents spring, mm. the birth of individual consciousness. Here, our, ex one, our experiences of a surge of physical strength and instinctual energy emboldening our personal will, drives, motivation, and impulses to act. So what I'm saying is, when the universe was first created, before creation, cre like what we see here, the creator created all of us, there was this vast emptiness, okay? The very first constellation came to be, which would have been Aries. 
and it started with this little glimmer from Aries because I was just saying the attributes of Aries, the person who's born under Aries, you're going to take on those same attributes. Mm. So I know I just said a lot of tongue twisting blah, 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 words. So you guys are like, let me rewind that and say it again. <laughs> but I got that out of my book of astrology that when I started studying astrology, I got this book mm-hmm. that, um, and it, it was at my school, so I can't even tell you the name of the, the book. It was like one of our textbooks that talks about how astrology first first started and Mm. and that's what it was Mm -hmm. it it started with this this vast expansiveness emptiness and nothingness so then the next thing i will say is this so as we learn to stand on our own and become autonomous we gain the capacity to procure food shelter and physical ease of being this is the taurus phase of personality so as taurus started coming into shape Mm -hmm. those were the attributes that went into making taurus so those attributes, if you were born under that, you're going to have that. Is what I'm saying making sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about when it first came to be in the universe before we were even thought of mm-hmm. or put here. And it just goes so on and so forth. Gemini represents a phase of curiosity to explore the surroundings. So the constellation of Gemini is investigative, um, communicative, um, because it's the constellation of Gemini started expanding into other realms. Mm. So, and it started communicating and that's where actually I, I, I could get really, really deep with this. Cause I was going to say in the constellation of Gemini is when they started noticing that there were other planets with several suns and several moons. So, okay, that's communication. Okay. So where, where are, all these moons coming from where are all these suns coming mm-hmm. from so that's why they're saying in the constellation of gemini where mercury resides that's how mercury became the planet of communication because it's in the house of gemini with all these moons and these and so on and so forth and these zodiacal phase of cancer we got tired of roaming in search of new experiences and we and it instead of expanding more mm-hmm. the universe said i'm gonna chill right here I'm not expanding anymore. I'm going to sit right here, which the attributes of that is putting down roots. That's why people blunder into the sign of cancer. They have real familiar, familial roots mm-hmm. where they're really into their home. They're really into their siblings, really into their family because the constellation of cancer, when it came to be, instead of the universe expanding, 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 it decided to stop. And put down roots and say, okay. So they took those attributes and put it into the person. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds a little confusing. I'm trying to explain it the best way I can without making you guys be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so, um, and it just goes on and on and on with Leo, Virgo, and mm-hmm. Libra, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And I can put all these on our social media, but I will be here all day trying to tell you guys exactly how the universe mm-hmm. expanded and created these constellations. So lastly, I'm going to go into the last basics of astrology, which are the houses, the different houses. So each planet is placed in a zodiacal sign, as we already covered, but also in a house of the birth chart. So if somebody's interested in doing their birth chart, please hit me up on one of our social media platforms, which we'll talk to on the end. And I'd be more than happy to do a birth chart for you and explain it in its entirety rather than in 15 or 20 minutes on this show. Mm -hmm. Um, but the houses are divisions of space surrounded an individual at the individual at the time of their birth. So the 12 different houses, the first house begins the zodiac and it covers all the firsts. 
first impressions, the self, the appearance, leadership, and new initiatives. So what I mean by that. So if you have, let's say, um, Pluto in your first house, you're going to need to know what does Pluto represent Mm -hmm. and what does your first house represent. So your first house is your first impressions, this and that. What does Pluto represent? So you're going to put those together and that's going to give you your personality traits. Mm. And so a lot of people are like, none of that stuff is true. It's true. It's a hundred percent, a thousand percent, two thousand percent true. Your second house covers all matters related to your immediate material and physical environment, taste, smell, sound, touch, sight. The second house also rules income, money, and your self-esteem. So depending on what planet is in your second house, it's also going to tell you why you are the way you are with money. Mm. So like if you're a little bit frugal, you probably have Saturn in your second house because Saturn is such a large planet. It doesn't move that much. Mm -hmm. And when it does move, it takes like over 300 years just to do one revolution. Mm. So most people who have Saturn in their second house, you're probably really tight with money. Your third house rules all form of communication, talking, thinking, gadgets, devices. The third house covers siblings, neighborhoods, local travel, libraries, schools, teachers, and community. Fourth house, the cancer-ruled fourth house sits at the very bottom of the zodiac wheel and is the foundation of all things. This includes your home, privacy, your basic security, and your parents. Your fifth house is ruled by Leo, and it governs self-expression, drama, creativity, color, attention, romance. Your sixth house is the domain of health and service. It rules schedules, organization, routines, fitness, diet, and exercise. Seventh house is a sector of relationships and other people. It governs all partnerships, both business and personal, and relationship-associated matters, like contracts, marriage, and business deals ruled by Libra. Your eighth house is a mysterious sector that rules birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, merged energies, and bonding at the deepest level. Um, This is ruled by Scorpio. Your ninth house covers the higher mind, expansion, international and long-distance travel, foreign languages, inspiration, optimism, ruled by Sagittarius. The tenth house is at the very top and the most public part of the chart. The tenth house governs structures, corporations, tradition, public image, fame, and honors, and it's ruled by Capricorn. Your eleventh house rules teams, friendships, groups, Society, technology, video and electronic media, networking, social justice, rebellion, and it's ruled by Aquarius. And your last house, your 12th house, and final, which rules endings. This house covers the final stages of a project, tying up loose ends, completions, the afterlife, old age, and surrender, and it's ruled by Pisces. So, your birth chart is going to tell you what planets were in what house the day you were born. And it's going to help you understand exactly why you respond to things the way you do, why you act the way you do, why you feel the way you do, based on the planet and their placement in your Mm -hmm. houses the day you were born. Mm -hmm. So lastly, I'm going to get into your sun sign and your compatible signs. And then I'm going to give you a crystal and then I'm going to close this out because I don't want y'all going to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> this is interesting. I was just looking at Tracy. She like she about to fall asleep. <laughs> it, it's not that. It's this. <laughs> so if your sun sign is Aries, it says your compatible sign is Gemini, Leo, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. So Andrea, I am compatible with you as your mommy. <laughs> 
I know she's like, Mom, please. I can hear her already. <laughs> Taurus, you are compatible with Cancer, Virgo, Capricorn, and Pisces. Gemini, you are compatible with Aries, Leo, Libra, and Aquarius. Cancer, you are compatible with Taurus, Virgo, Scorpio, and Pisces. Leo, you are compatible with Aries, Gemini, Libra, and Sagittarius. Leo is my dad, so we're definitely compatible. My dad's my buddy, one of my closest friends. <laughs> Virgo, you are compatible with Taurus, Cancer, Scorpio, and Capricorn. Libra, <laughs> Gemini, Leo, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. Scorpio, which is why you and I click. Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes I'd be like, this damn Tracy. And I'm sure, and I know, and the look on her face before she say it. <laughs> before she say it. <laughs> Vice versa as well. <laughs> I can see it on her face. Like, she's getting ready to call me the B word and everything. <laughs> Scorpio. Cancer, Virgo, Capricorn, and Pisces are your compatible signs. Um, Sagittarius, Aries, Leo, Libra, and Aquarius. Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo, Scorpio, and Pisces. Aquarius, my mama. Aries, my daughter. Gemini, me. Libra and Sagittarius are your um, compatible signs. And Pisces, your compatible signs are Taurus, Cancer, Scorpio, and Capricorn. And it's funny, my brother... Married a Cancer and he's a Pisces, mm. so he married. Did, have blah, blah, blah. have you guys <laughs> seen any similarities in the people you've been with or are with and your compatible signs? Like maybe your children, your husband, boyfriend, friends. What about you, Trace? Well, like I, th- I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. There's nobody in my life like that, but it doesn't have to be right now. There, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like from before. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Okay. So lastly, we're going to talk about the gemstones. This is all spelled wrong. It says, <laughs> it says Cornelian. So for Aries, your, your gemstones that you're going to want to use are red coral, garnet, and Cornelian. It's, it's Carnelian. <laughs> I was rushing. Um, for Taurus... It's going to be diamond, white zircon, and white coral. Hmm. Gemini, it's going to be an emerald. Cancer, it's pearl or moonstone. Hmm. Leo, it's ruby, star ruby, or garnet. Mm-hmm. Virgo, it's an emerald. Libra, it's a diamond, white zircon, or white coral. Same as Taurus. Scorpio, it's red coral, garnet, or cornelian. <laughs> cornelian. <laughs> Sagittarius, topaz, yellow sapphire. Capricorn, it's blue sapphire, lapis lazuli. Aquarius, same, blue sapphire, lapis lazuli. And Pisces, it's topaz and yellow sapphire. Hmm. So I'm telling you those crystals in case you're interested in, you know, bonding a little bit more with who you are through your sign. Hmm. That these crystals that I mentioned will help you to do that. And I know I've said a lot here today. I know we've covered a lot. I probably should have moved this to three weeks, but <laughs> it's okay because we're done now. So You're do you so guys silly. have any questions about anything I've said here today? I kind of do. What popped in my mind was um, when you were doing the compatibility for the signs, I, I, you know, it's hard to catch, you know, you're listening to them, but it's hard to catch them all. So the Libra sign, like say for instance, Libra and one of them was 
Aquarius, you said, right? Uh -huh. Gemini, Leo, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. Okay, so, but in those signs, is Libra compatible with them? Like with all of them, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, when I go to Gemini, yep, there's Libra. When I go to Libra, Leo, there's Libra. When I go to Aquarius, there's Libra. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah. I was so, trying to keep up with that, but I couldn't, so that's why I asked. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It does have incompatible signs here too, but that's a, too much negativity. <laughs> we yeah. don't want to do the incompatible. No, we don't. <laughs> Because I, I sometimes you are compatible with signs that you don't, you know. I mean, I was in a three-year relationship with someone that says it's not my compatible sign. Mm. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that just because it says. I really don't look at incompatibility. I feel like we're compatible with everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, and now you may have some differences in opinion mm -hmm. or how you would do things, but it doesn't necessarily make you incompatible. It just means it's a difference of opinion. Yeah. So that's just me. But anyway, I appreciate you all, you all listening to my metaphysics for Marcy. <laughs> metaphysics with Marcy. I said metaphysics for Marcy. Did you say for? I did. No, I thought you said with. I didn't. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'll see you all. Let me get out of here. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> glass of wine? I do. You have yours? Yes. Are you ready? Ready for what? A social conversation. Let's do it. On this week's social conversation, we're going to talk about the global financial reset. Let's do it. Okay. So basically, according to the information that I've, you know, seen or heard or researched, the financial reset is every 40 to 50 years. Okay. Now, this reset there, I keep hearing that the central bank wants to do central bank digital currency. Now, my thought about this is if they do that, they have control. And they can, they can cut, off, cut us off at any time, and we won't have our wealth. So I'm going to read a few things. <laughs> that I researched so that you guys can um, know what, you know, the financial reset is, okay? One of them is from Sovereign Advisors. And they state, the global financial reset will replace the current system of how the US and the world exchange for goods and services and not only for international trade. What will this, what will this affect, they say? <laughs> Food, gas, how we pay our bills, how we invest, and an endless list of other transactions, okay? The next one I got information from is called dailyreckoning.com. It says, a currency reset is what happens when the global financial system maxes out. In a debt-based currency system, as we have now, the amount of debt gradually rises until it's simply not platable. Palatable. Is that, I don't even know if I'm Palatable. Saying, pal thank you, palatable. We're at the point in much of the world. So we're at that point, you guys. The last one I got is from One World Currency Earth 2050. And it states, the world will run on one currency and you will, you will, be, you will get an, an um, identification chip in order to use it. This is what they're saying. 
I don't know if it's going to come to pass, but this is what they're saying. Everyone will be assigned an identification chip at birth. And this will be our new format of identification and currency. You will not be able to purchase or sell anything without this chip implant. And they're talking about this coming up 2050, okay? So what do you guys think about all that? I mean, we're kind of in a digital currency now with like Zill, like I can Venmo, send you money, Venmo, PayPal, and Bitcoin, stuff like that. Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So, but how do you guys feel about the last one I talked about, no. though? No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, because I know what'll happen is it'll... It'll put everybody on an even playing field, mm -hmm. but let's say you're a multimillionaire right now, all that goes to zero. So it's like what, you know, whether you inherited it or you worked for it all your life, it's mm -hmm. like gone. So. That is so funny you say that because that's what happens is if you don't have wealth outside the banks and you have all this wealth in the banks, once it resets, it does go to zero. Your wealth is gone. Yeah. There's nothing you can't, there's nothing you can do. So it's always good to have other assets that, that, that can, you know, support your wealth, mm -hmm. you know, like gold or silver. And I think copper is considered, is copper considered an asset too? Copper I'm not sure. is considered a precious metal, but I don't know that it's worth as much as gold and silver. Yeah, probably not. But yeah. it would still be good to have just yeah. in case. So I, like, I you know invest what I mean? in gold, silver, and I play the stock market. Mm. So yeah, and I'm like my gold and silver, um, I'm doing good. With okay. It. Yeah. So yeah, I invest in silver, so mm -hmm. I have that. And I have, I've invest in gold, but you know, in a different way. You know, it's not, um, you know, in the stock market or anything like that. Neither is the silver. You know what I mean? So mine isn't either. Mine are just little bars. Yeah. Yeah. I have bars and yeah. stuff like that too. Um, just so you guys know, the reset patterns also, we're in it. There's, there's patterns right now in regards to inflation and hyperinflation that lets you know the reset is on the horizon. Like it's, it's, we're yeah, in because it. my veggie chicken went up by $2. <laughs> I've been talking about this veggie chicken for two weeks now because I am upset. I went to, man, Morningstar Farms, if you're listening, <laughs> please talk to these people about raising my veggie chicken prices. You can sponsor us too. <laughs> Also, you know what I want to say? That's funny. Also, you know what I want to say? During this reset thing, make sure you guys have cash on hand. Because in the like as it's happening, you may not be able to get access to your cash in the bank. So you want to have cash on hand. You want to be prepared for that as well. I never have cash. I might have three dollars. Yeah, I, I, I have stuff on hand. Because, you know, I want to make sure that I have everything I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to have to, <laughs> I don't, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if something happens, I have it right there. But then if we go to one currency, like we may go to, we may not even, I know there's talks of no longer having the federal reserve currency. I know there's talks about that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you guys feel about having one currency? Like, seriously, like, I really don't know how to feel about it because I haven't educated myself on the topic enough to have an opinion. Okay. Um, I, what I do know is that the the American dollar is 
losing its value. That's the one thing I do know. Um, but as far as us having one currency worldwide, I don't know what the pros or the cons would, would be. Would be, right. Um, because I've never had to experience something like that. Exactly, none of so us have. So it's like, I don't even know how to feel. Like, is right. that a good thing? Because now we're all even, or is it a bad thing? Because now, you know, like, whatever I had saved is gone, and now I'm at step zero. Do you, because I'm thinking, do you guys feel like it's more controllable? Like, meaning what I said earlier, them controlling it, able to control it more so. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just one more thing that they're controlling. Mm -hmm. They're controlling everything right now. I mean, like, we have to pay taxes. You have to get vaccinated if you're going to go to these certain jobs. You have to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, they control everything right now. Just not maybe um, on a grand scheme of things, but they control a lot of things. I'll just say it like that. You're right. They, it's, it's, I mean, I know things are changing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't may not seem like it, but there things are changing, and we'll see what happens on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I just what I want is everybody to be just prepared. Yeah, I just want everybody to be prepared so that you don't. That's why I, I also too when I talk about preparing for like getting food and and you know water and toiletries and stuff, even medication. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just making sure you have everything you need just. In case we don't know what's going to happen, but it's always just in case. That's why you have insurance. Mm-hmm. That's why you have car insurance, just in case. Mm-hmm. That's why you have medical insurance, just in case. So it's the same thing here. Be prepared, just in case. Mm-hmm. You need that, and then you you're able to take care of your family, yourself, you know, and all that. What about you, G? What do you think about all that? I don't know. It's just unknown to me, so it does scare me. Mm. And then also, too, like, what's going on in China. How they have this kind of thing going on there where they have, like, that face recognition. Mm -hmm. So they know, like, if you didn't pay a bill, Mm -hmm. you're not allowed somewhere. Like, Mm -hmm. you're, like, Mm -hmm. read it out. So Mm -hmm. it's, like... Yeah, that's a little bit too invasive. Yes. So That's where they want to go worldwide, though. Yeah. That's That's what I'm hearing, Mm -hmm. is they want to do this worldwide. Now, that is invasive, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, here it's supposed to be, like, microchips, and it's going to have, like, all your vaccination records and bills and all that stuff. And, like, even, like, with flying, like, you know how now um, you give them your ID. The real your, ID. Your real ID. And, um, you know, so they can check and look at you. As I, take your hat off so I can see, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Now, supposedly, not now, but whenever it happens, they're supposed to be putting a chip underneath the top of your wrist and they're supposed to be able to scan that and everything will come up like you're talking about and what did i call that what did you call that remember the mark of the beast yes that's what i called the vaccine yeah Yeah, for a while (laughs) that that too yeah the mark of the well because it's the thing about it is is because it's they're putting it out there like you don't have a choice that's the problem about it it's like we we are free and sovereign beings we were born free. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, but see, you know, I think that's we... the illusion of it. I think they wanted you to believe that you were born free. Mm. Because being free is a person who lives on off the land. Yeah. Them and their family and their hut and their That's true though. You that's know what like, I'm yeah, I see what they're you're not saying. paying taxes, they're not right. they're eating the fruit off the land, they're growing their own crops, right. they live here, mm-hmm. you know, they have their own language, they're doing that's 
free and sovereign. We pay taxes. Yeah, we do. We're we're under the the thumb yeah. of, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's a whole nother issue with the taxes. Yeah. So you know, you know how I, know I feel, how you about, feel that. about that. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I just wanted to like talk about that because it is, it's, it is coming. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, want, I just really want everybody to be prepared. That's the, my main reason why I wanted to bring this to social conversations because I just, you know, just be prepared. I want everybody to be okay. I think we will. I think as a people, mm-hmm. once we all start coming together and de- and depending on each other and leaning on each other and being there for one another, I think we'll be okay. If, I agree with that. You know, so I agree with that. It's the coming together of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was a good conversation. Well, thank you guys for that social conversation. Anyway. <laughs> Somebody take this girl's mic. <laughs> What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? What's on my radar? What's on your radar? So what's on my radar? You know, last week I mentioned a product that, you know, I'm involved in with the business and everything, and I want to grow my business. And I mentioned that it's it's called a SIA Redox Cell Signaling Supplement. And ASEA Renew 28 Vitalizing Redox Gel. A blue. (laughs) Okay, so I talked about the Redox, you know, last week. So I'm going to talk about Renew. So basically, I'm going to read what it states, too, so you guys know what it says. It says, ASEA Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel offers the fresh look of renewal in a revolutionary four-ingredient formula suited for use on all external skin surfaces. It goes on clear and absorbs quickly to support a naturally healthy appearance. And I really like it. I, you know, I, use, I used to use um, olive oil gel on my, on my face as a moisturizer, but now I use the Renew 28 um, Revitalizing Gel. I put that on and then I spray the Redox and it, it gives me that, that that um moisturizing yeah and so i like it i'm like oh i really like how this so i don't even use the the um olive oil anymore for for moisturizing and i know that marcy has a little story too that she <laughs> with the renew remember that time when something was happening here oh yeah <laughs> and um i had like a little bug bite or something and tracy gave me um, the gel. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like she gave me a little sample size. She was like, "Oh, you just keep it." She goes, "Just take a little bit, put it on there." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> but <laughs> let me just humor this girl. Uh-uh. But honestly, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It worked like a charm within minutes. Nice. I would say less than. No. Um, I would say, I would probably say on contact because it was itching bad yeah because she kept doing this and i'm yeah. like what's wrong like yeah and yeah. I, would, I would say like realistically i would probably say about a minute mm-hmm. i felt relief and yeah i and now anytime i get a little whatever i'm like oh, let's put this on yeah i don't know if i'm supposed to or not but i whatever it is like i'll shave my legs and say oh, oh no that's oh. good that's good mm-hmm. put it on there for that you know so you know it absolutely 100 percent yeah works yeah for it's sure. it's a really good product i believe in the product so that's what's on my radar what's on your radar g kanye 
Uh oh. What you gonna say Mr. about Mr. West? Yet? I don't know. <clears throat> I've like I've I've Excuse never me. really listened to him or just what comes on the radio or oh hey yeah that is Kanye West but I don't know this last album that he came out with mm-hmm. and his collaboration with Marilyn Manson and that whole weird scene with the church I think it was they're standing outside of I don't know yeah I don't know it just irked me I haven't heard any of it and haven't even seen it so well because my sons were like oh Kanye's album came out so on this way to school we're listening to it and I was just like not feeling it skip not feeling it skip Mm. not feeling it skip Mm -hmm. but just seeing the um video of whatever video he was making it was Mm -hmm. just it just didn't yeah me right Kanye's in in my opinion a different headspace right now so ever since he lost his mother which I think was in 2007 somewhere around there Mm -hmm. it's been a while it's been a while yeah um he hasn't been right and from what I've read and seen of interviews you know for those that don't know his mom passed away in the middle of having um, cosmetic surgery Mm -hmm. and because he paid for it he felt responsible for her death. And him and his mom were super, super, super close. So once that happened, he went into a deep state of depression because I'm a Kanye fan. So and anybody I'm a fan of, I'm going to read their story. Mm-hmm. It, it plunged him into depression and he developed bipolar disorder. So based on that, he goes off his meds, he gets on his meds, he goes off his meds, he gets on his mm. meds. So I don't know if y'all remember when he was running for president and he went on that whole rant about that and people thought like oh he's trying to take votes away from you know biden and you know or whatever he was but no he genuinely thought he could be president and he still thinks he could be president he says he's gonna run in four years um but the album he's no longer making and I ain't saying she a gold digger but she ain't messing with no broke broke. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's not doing that kind of music anymore now he's doing gospel Gina's head yeah so now he's into the gospel realm so what you're listening to what we're all listening to is his side of him that is church and holy and I don't cuss anymore and I'm not talking down to women because now I have four children who can listen to my music and they can hear me saying Mm -hmm. you know calling women bitches and things like that and I want them to hear me talking about God right but what it's done to his fans is like "Mm." it's like what's going on yeah exactly it's like I think it's too much of a 180 for them yes yeah yeah definitely for me because I've been a fan since he was he wasn't even a rapper. He was just doing beats for like mm-hmm. um, Jay Z. Like mm-hmm. he was just his producer. And then when he became an artist, and he was you know the backpack wearing polo like mm-hmm. whatever, and you know college dropout, and uh, you know Kanye's workout plan and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That Kanye and um, all falls down and Jesus walks yeah. mm-hmm. and that Kanye, all the lights, eight oh eight and heartbreak. That Kanye. So do you feel like his inner light has been dimmed in in regards to him expressing through his music? I feel like his inner light is brighter as far as he's more into God. Okay. But 
him being more into God has diminished his creative side for his music. Got it. Okay, I understand that. If that makes sense. Okay, that makes nice. sense. Nice. Okay. Well put. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say, well said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great that he's a Christian and he loves mm-hmm. the Lord and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he's doing that for his children. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I really do. But it's also affected his music side. And us people, Gina, myself, who've been fans, we're mm-hmm. like, wait. What is this? Guess who's going to jail tonight? That's the song that he was playing, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Who's going to jail? I mean, there's, there's, okay, not trying to get off track or anything, but there's gospel singles singers out there that the way you guys are speaking about the music, because like I said, I haven't heard anything. It sounds like their music is sounding better than his, and they're gospel singers like Frank. Frank, what's his name? Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Kirk Franklin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or somebody like him. Well, yeah, because his has a beat that you can, like, yeah. dance to, you yeah. know? His doesn't really have that beat like it used Mm-mm. to. Is it more somber or something? It's very somber. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just very dark, and you have to understand that he's going through a lot yeah. mentally. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's going to come out. You that's know, on the top truth. of, like, it's the truth. you know, going through a divorce yeah. and not being having his kids all the time and his mom's passing and mm-hmm. yeah he's a billionaire because of his Yeezy brand but as they say money doesn't make people happy no it doesn't so i'm with you on that g um drake also came out this weekend or friday yeah too. i haven't fully listened to the whole thing yet either though <laughs> okay well what's on my radar since we're talking about music mm-hmm. is this song so okay so i told you guys i was gonna start getting into working out and doing things better for me and blah 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 so yeah so i started this program beach body on demand i know you guys have heard of it yeah my place of employment they pay for it so i'm like well i'm gonna take full advantage so they do these workouts and there's a guy on there his name is sean t hey sean if you listen sean t. <laughs> and um he does these workouts like where you're dancing and he's like it's, it's ditch the gym you don't even feel like you're, and you really don't feel like you're going to the gym because he gives you the moves mm-hmm. and you just mimic the moves. And he's like, if you want to listen to the music I'm playing, cool. If not, put on your own music. So what's on my about. radar is the Beach Body on Demand, but the specific song called Essence by WizKid. So I know some of y'all have heard this song and it's just such a catchy, catchy beat and it's just uplifting and it just makes you want to dance. It just makes you want to move. So um, yeah, I've been on this song on repeat and now there's a remix with Justin Bieber on it and I'm not even like a Bieber fan, oh, wow. but it's good. Oh, wow. It's actually really, really good. So the song is called Essence by WizKid. Okay. So good. So that's what's on my radar this week. All right. All right. So sister girl. Yes, ma'am. What is the crystal of the week? So, (laughs) the stone of the week this week, you guys, is citrine. (laughs) It is goldish in color, and it increases creativity, protects you from negative energies, activates your intuition, helps you to manifest abundance, wealth, and prosperity, encourages sharing, promotes happiness and joy, increases your self-esteem and confidence, encourages a positive attitude the color is gold in nature and it can be transparent to translucent 
Mm. It's, it's also a little bit amberish in color too. Mm -hmm. And it's associated with your third chakra, which is your solar plexus, <laughs> and your seventh chakra, which is the, your crown chakra. The zodiac signs it's associated with is Leo and Virgo. Mm -hmm. And the elements is earth and fire. The essential oil that goes with this is amber. And its common origins origins are the Congo, the Dominican Republic, and Brazil. Wow. So yeah, that is the crystal of the week, carnelian citrine. I keep calling it taking <laughs> carnelian. I don't know why. Citrine is citrine. We citrine. Yes. Citrine. Yeah, citrine is so beautiful. It really is, and I actually oh. have a lot of it. I don't have I any do of too. it out here. I have it in jewelry. Mostly. So do I. I have like the citrine ring. I just love this yeah. ring. I love it. I love it. I love the way it makes me feel too. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's very. Yeah, and especially paired with certain other crystals, mm -hmm. it together, mm, mm -hmm. primo. <laughs> or prima. There we go. <laughs> so, we want to thank Gina for coming on the show this week. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. You're this is very fun. welcome. Yeah, and we would love to have you back anytime. Yes. Thank you for being a friend of the show and an avid listener. Yes, and this is, um, just so you guys know, this is our 11th show, so this will be the last show of this season. And we will be taking a one-week break. Okay, so we will be back. And um, so you can always still reach us. You can reach out to us at any time. You can email us at a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast at gmail.com. Also, our social media platforms, which is a Libra and a Gemini on Instagram and a Libra and a Gemini, the podcast on YouTube. And uh, um, it still says two Libras and a Gemini on Facebook. Facebook. So, but you yeah. can still reach out to us there. Yes, um, I think we're going to try to get that, that situated. During this week off. Yes. We'll fix that. Yes, for sure. For sure. So this was a good show. Thank you so much for joining us again. We love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Peace. Stay free, y'all. Stay free.